0: Yes, sir. Just waiting on Canyon. Just waiting on Canyon. And then, uh,
1: let's go. Hey. Um, excited, man. Mosaic football tomorrow. Retail. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I'm just catching the end of this, uh, this Bengals game. Um, Obviously, the Browns are going to take it over. They're up thirty-five to twenty-three. But uh, we got Canyon in here. Yep. Um, Canyon, are y'all good? Yeah. Can you guys hear me and everything?
1: We're yeah. Th- I think oh, we're good now.
0: Yeah. So, all right. Okay. So, welcome back, guys, to episode three of the Rookie of the Year podcast. Um, somewhat highly, highly anticipated. Uh, I found had a lot of questions. You know, uh, we were just busy. You know, working and they got school and stuff. So we uh, finally got around to. Uh, getting into it. And as this Browns Bengals game kind of comes to an end with two minutes left, uh, we're just going to recap week one. Um, We're going to go into we each picked out a game in our our team alone. And then we got the hot performers of the week. And then we have we're going to talk some Mosaic football cards, uh, hot release. And I know we anticipated it uh, to be great. And it's just it's delivering. So we're going to talk a bit about that. But um, to start it off, Canyon, you want to talk
2: about the your uh, first
0: game of the week?
2: So, yeah, I'll, I'm going to start talking off about uh, my favorite team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and um, they played Monday night against uh, New York. And it was really a, a game of question marks going in because, you know, obviously Big Ben coming back, you didn't know about the running back situation. Uh, can the defense still perform at a top level? I mean, I had no co- doubts about that but i was reading reports about that can they keep it up from last year and uh, a big takeaway right away was benny snell he kind of answered that that running back situation and you know with james Conner being that first string guy i feel like benny snell kind of just pushed him to the side and said hey let me take it over Mm -hmm. um you know running back you need fresh legs and with connor constantly getting hurt constantly you know sitting out games uh taking off snaps and if snell wants to be that guy if snell wants to play let him because he can catch the ball his receiving out of the backfield has improved tremendously uh from last year what i just saw from week one so that's a good sign and you know let him and Jalen samuel work if if connor's going to give give them problems then let let those two work and for juju uh, two touchdowns. He looked good. He looked, you know, healthy. Last year he was kind of banged up, but the whole Steelers offense was kind of banged up. So it's good to see him back. And then Big Ben, you know, I don't know if we can call him necessarily Big Ben anymore. He lost a lot of weight. That's one of the first things I noticed. I know there were some pictures in the offseason of him losing a lot of weight, and he looked, he looked skinnier. But he's still, he, you know, he's, he's still, still
0: Big Ben. He's still big
2: and clunky on the field. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But he, he lost weight and I think that can help him. Uh, he looked good. There were still some, you know, classic big Ben holding on to the ball too long, trying to, you know, think he, he can scramble or think he can extend the play. And, you know, I think that's kind of in the past, of big Ben, but it's good to see him, you know, instead of Rudolph and, uh, oh, Hodges. And now we, Hodges is gone. Uh, I don't think that guy will ever see an NFL field again. <laughs> and, uh, I think Dobbs is back. So it's good to have a legitimate starting quarterback on the offense. And then the defense, tremendous. Uh, they gave up that big one play to uh, to Slayton, but I think they held Barkley to only like under 10 rushing yards. I think negative, was it? Yeah, uh, uh, I, No, I, he,
1: had,
0: he was like middle of the game. He had like eight carries for negative eight yards. But I want to say he made it out with maybe 15 yards. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, I think that was a mix of like that great front seven but also how treacherous the deep, the
2: Giants offensive line is. Yeah, and then but like Stephon Tuitt's back. It's just good to see everybody healthy again uh, mm-hmm. for the Steelers. And I know the AFC's packed. I know the the I mean, you can't forget about the Ravens, but I think this going into week 2 is definitely I mean, to see if they're really there. You know, they play mm-hmm. the Broncos uh, the Broncos are kind of banged up on defense, but it's still, the Broncos are still a legit team. You know, they played the Titans close. Uh, so I really like where things are going with the Steelers this year. It's good to see young people, young, you know, the young core of Washington, Deontay Johnson, Benny Snell, Jalen Samuels finally stepping up. And uh, I know Noah, you love Eric Ebron. I, I can't wait to oh, the Steelers yeah. get him into the mix.
0: Yeah, yeah, you can't wait until you're ready to. You're like, why are they cutting this guy? Trust me, the Colts Colts ran into it too. They were like, oh my gosh, how the lines do rid this guy, and then they're like, they got a cool couple touchdowns in there.
2: Like, yeah, we're good. We don't want (laughs) to So so yeah, that's all I really have to say about the Steelers. They really they looked good, but you know, I think Week Two is really going to show if they're if they're there yet. Mm -hmm. So Caleb, and Noah,
0: yeah. Seahawks over Atlanta, 38 to 25. Big win for the Seahawks, uh, especially with a loss from uh, the 49ers. That was big. Uh, Anytime, you know, a divisional team loses and you pick up the dub on the weekend, uh, it's always a good time. Uh, Russell Wilson, again, showing us why he's the MVP, one of the MVP candidates in the league. Only uh, throwing four incomplete passes on 35 attempts. That's a lot of attempts. I um, you know it doesn't seem like as much nowadays with how many, how many teams just air the ball out all game. Um, but Seattle is, uh, they, they love to stick to the run game as well. So it's like seeing him be able to throw 35 times a game is, is pretty cool to see, especially with how great he is uh, Threw for over 300 and had four touchdowns. Uh, DK and Tyler Lockett both went over 90 yards. Uh, DK being lucky enough to get in the end zone. Uh, they, He said it, I, I heard a interview earlier in the day. Once him and Russ figured it out that they were just going to press them all game, DK knew it was a wrap. He even said it earlier today. He's like, once we saw they were pressing up, uh, we knew uh, all day that we were going to have that. So big game from DK. Expect big things from him this year. Um, it was pretty much a – they were pretty much dragging Atlanta all game. So, you know, Matt Ryan showed up, 450 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. You know, he was playing catch-up all game. You know, 450 yards isn't anything to fluff about. But, you know, it's it's like they had to throw the ball. They weren't going to run it. Um, I still think Todd Gurley's washed. Um, he didn't show me anything different than what I saw previously. Uh, Julio, the man himself, 157 yards receiving, big day. Um, Calvin Ridley uh, also had a big day with two touchdowns. Uh, so, that was big for him. Uh, overall, just a, a pretty good showing for Seattle. Um, a couple other guys. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that uh, as well um, when it comes to the top performers. Uh, and then I'm going to run it over to Caleb. And as I close this statement out, uh, we just saw Joe Burrow throw a nine-yard touchdown pass to Tyler Boyd. There's like 40 seconds left in the game, down five. So, pretty interesting ending to
1: this uh, Thursday night game. But, uh but uh, Caleb, you wanna hop in? Well, it was a tough loss for the Panthers this week. I uh I can't say I was disappointed though. We put up 30 points. It was against the Raiders, but they're not the greatest, but hey, they beat us. Uh Teddy looked all right in his debut, did throw a pick, which was nice. He uh 22 for 34, 269 in a tutty. I can't really complain there. Um uh, McCaffrey, 23 carries, 97 yards two touchdowns, looked like his, his uh, 2019 self. I was very impressed.
2: Uh,
1: that, so that was, you know, Alex Armagh got the carry on the controversial fourth down call. I was livid. I don't know why you don't give it to the best running back in the league, but oh well. Um, Receiving-wise, Robbie Anderson made his Panther debut also and was lights out. Had six receptions, 114 yards, and a touchdown. He had a nice 75-yard touchdown. That was a good little, you know, added some flavor into the lineup with that. And DJ Moore very underperformed, only four catches for 54 yards. I was really expecting a lot more out of him in this game. But uh, the defense, they're young, but they did not show up yesterday it was Sunday, I guess. Yeah. But- I, no sacks and no interceptions. They're gonna need to come up if they're gonna want to succeed this season.
0: Yeah, definitely. The I'm, biggest thing is just getting any pressure on the quarterbacks. Yeah, it's know, ridiculous. Even if it's not directly sacks, just you know, getting hits, knockdowns, stuff yeah. like that. Anything. But like Pressures. you said, they're young. You know, it's the first week. the The off season was not your typical off season. So, um, it's something I'm gonna talk about then once. Uh, once I get to the next part. But yeah, there's still a lot of time. You know, no panic. Panic mode yet. Um, there's still a lot of time in the season,
1: but yeah. Um, and I know uh, Canyon's going to touch on Josh Jacobs later, but I don't even want to talk about him. But another road tide, Henry Ruggs, He got a little banged up in the game, but he's going to be somebody to deal with in this league. He is. He's something, and that's a you know. So we lost thirty-four to thirty, but and next week we have Tampa Bay, which is going to be a real test. Um, I'm very nervous for that week for that game I'm not I don't know how it's gonna go I it might be one of those games I don't finish watching it
2: <laughs> but, I mean looking at Brady's first start he kind of looked rough so I mean if the Panthers want to get some confidence on that defense side yeah. I can you it, know pressure pressure
1: Brady quick yeah
2: because it, it I mean, could
1: it's one of those games it could get really ugly and we Brady get mad and come back and just have this great comeback game like he's used to having. Or it could be one of these really big, uplifting games for Panthers. For these young guys, you know, to say they've intercepted Tom Brady or say they've sacked Tom Brady, that's a big thing for them. So it it could really go either way next week. I'm just hoping it's brighter.
2: And I know uh, for Tampa Bay, Mike Evans was was, uh, knocked up there uh, in week one a little bit. Yeah, he was banged uh, up. Yeah, going into – Going into this week, uh, I know uh, Godwin—he concussion, concussion protocol. Concussion yeah, concussion
1: protocol. So yeah, it, its hard to say with our secondary. I really don't even know if we could cover an uh, injured Mike Evans. Yeah,
0: I my thing is I I'm not so much worried in terms of uh, you know them not having Godwin. Um, it seemed like he wasn't the biggest factor in week one i didn't see him targeted a lot um (laughs) i i mean as much as i thought uh i could be wrong i i watched like i watched some of the game not the whole thing but um obviously you know mike evans will get his targets in um scotty miller i saw getting a lot of targets as well you know the typical white guy that uh Brady finds and he throws him in the slot and then he catches all the passes. But, um, uh, I think, regardless okay. if they have Godwin or not, I think they'll be okay.
1: Uh, another thing I'd like to add is the Bucks have a really deep running back court. And if the, any of them can do what Josh Jacobs did against us, we're losing. It's <laughs> we're losing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm going to talk about, uh, my game of the week. You know, uh, one coming into the week, I wasn't 100% uh set on how we were gonna do, you know. I was just gonna take it as, with open arms. You know, Kenny G not playing, Okuda not playing, uh, put us in a tough spot. Um, you saw it early, you know, no Kenny G was uh tough. You know, Marv had a nice catch, he had that nice truck stick early. Um, that was pretty uplifting. You know, he's looking good. Um, the big thing that I was so happy and still so weird seeing Adrian Peterson in the Honolulu blue, but man, it's like people, it's almost like people gave up on him. You know, he is up there in age, but they forget that he can still run like with the best of them, you know, 93 yards on the ground was good to see, you know, not quite a hundred, but, uh, don't see that too often. And 20 yards receiving, it seems like, uh, there's a lot of wasted carries, uh, in the game with carry on, you know, I personally don't like him and I, I give him a lot of, a lot of shit throughout the year, but, um, it seemed like whenever he was in the game, it wasn't getting anything going. Same with Swift. Swift wasn't having the best day on the ground or um, he did have his first career touchdown, which was, uh, uplifting for him, but, uh, later to be humbled on the drop, uh, <laughs> game winning touchdown. Um, can't give up on him yet. You know, I, I think he's going to have a big role next week, uh, you know, just to build that confidence up. But it was great to see AP running how he did. He looked uh, real good. And then, uh, you know, TJ Hawkinson picking up where he left off before he got injured. Uh, I think he – well, this offseason he did a lot of work with Tony Gonzalez, and I think he – Tony Gonzalez got in his head, you know, don't try and jump over people. You're too damn big to be doing that. Um, He had five receptions, 50 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, it was nice seeing him back on the field uh, as well. Um, on the Bears' end, uh, I really liked – I mean, Anthony Miller, once, once our corner started to go down in the fourth quarter, Anthony Miller turned on the Jets, and he had some fucking big catches down the stretch, uh, 76 yards and a touchdown. Um, ultimately, you know, digging the nail in the coffin for us, we uh, ended up losing 23-27. to 27. Um, I do want to say the Lions' defense did uh, surprise me. They looked real good in the first half, but uh, I think it kind of just goes down to the conditioning and stuff like that that came this offseason with the limited workouts and um, how it wasn't just your typical offseason, you know, no preseason stuff like that, Uh, a lot of leg injuries, you know, to the corners and stuff. Once our corners went down, it was kind of like that's when the floodgates broke loose. uh, With the Okuda not playing, it was already a shot at our number one corner then uh, Coleman ended up going down our slot in Trufant as well, who was having a big game uh, as well. So we were we once we got down to it was like the fourth, fifth, and sixth corner. You know we were kind of shot. Um, I still think Mitchell Trubisky's dog shit. He didn't show enough for me. He it, it literally he showed nothing until all the all of our corners were gone. So uh, tough loss week one, especially in the division. Hopefully we can. Uh, Try and pick one up in Green Bay. It'll be a tough one, but, you know, any given Sunday, you never know with divisional games. Just hope we can come out. At least if we don't win, you know, something positive, just us going in the right direction. Um, so, Canyon, you want to give us your game? And then we got Caleb, and then we're going to get into our uh, hot performers of the week.
2: Yeah, so kind of an interesting game. Uh, Miami and New England, and... A lot of question uh questions with the quarterbacks for East Side, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, but they drafted Tua. Uh when are we gonna see Tua? What's the Dolphins offense even gonna look like? And Fitzpatrick, you know, I, I think last year there's a little stint of, you know, Fitz magic where he kept like going on a run where he would like somehow find a win. And he he's getting on there up in age, like as much as I don't want Tua to go in right now because it's it's a dumpster fire in Miami. They're still, you know, a while away for a, a good offense and even a good team. But Fitzpatrick threw three interceptions, uh, 20 for 30, 191 yards. Uh, Miami, no real rushing or receiving game. Uh, Devonte Parker had four receptions for 47 yards. Uh, there was four different rushers for Miami. He had Miles Gaskins, Matt Breida, and Jordan Howard. Howard got the the lone touchdown for um, Miami. It was just a weird, like it, your typical Miami performance. And I don't, I don't know when they're gonna throw. Uh, Tua into the fire, but I really hope it's not soon. (laughs) Thing you can do to a to a rookie quarterback is throw him into the starting job. When I mean they're not, you know, you don't want to say they're not ready, but it's just hard to like show that you that you belong in the NFL. You know, you saw that with. I'm not comparing him to uh, a guy like like Josh Rosen or anything, but you know. Rosen got thrown in even last year with Haskins Haskins got thrown in at the end and immediately if they don't succeed people are already saying they're a bust and I don't really want that to that to happen with Tua and then along with the the awful offensive line Miami has and Tua being with all of his injury history I I don't know I just maybe like week five week six I'd be okay with it but you know, every team in the NFL wants to win, and they want to win now. I mean, you know, no team has a plan of going defeated, you know, 0-16. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I don't know when is going to get the call. Miami just looked like a typical Miami team, but I don't know. It's just – I don't know. There's just a lot of question marks for, for Miami right now because you want to see them finally, you know, get out. Like when the Browns finally got that win a, a couple years ago, People were were happy for them. But I don't know if Miami's ever going to find, you know, a time where they're finally succeeding again, especially with, I mean, the Patriots. Tom Brady left and they're like, oh, Patriots aren't going to be on the top of the division. That's, I mean, as as long as Josh Allen keeps overthrowing his wide receivers by 5, 10 yards or over their heads in the back of the end zone, the Patriots are still going to be on the top of that division. Uh, Cam Newton performed very, very well, I believe, or I, I think. And hit the offensive kind of – the offensive calls around Cam Newton were kind of interesting. He rushed for two touchdowns. He had no touchdowns in the air. Uh, he ran for 75 yards, threw for 155, 155. You know, with New England, they always have, like, a thousand running backs getting carries, so they're always uh, never a team to draft running backs in fantasy football because they literally gave the ball off to Sony Michelle, Rex Burkhead, J.J. Taylor, and James White. <laughs> so, like, their team to definitely stay away from uh, in the running back category for fantasy football. And then uh, Julian Edelman leads the way. Uh, a lot of hopes. I know a lot of people in in the card community believe in Nikhil Harry. Uh, he had five receptions for 39 yards and like i said the patriots came out 21 to 11 their defense was the i mean typical patriots defense uh corner jonathan jones played good uh jc jackson played good they always i feel like they always have solid uh secondary uh stefan gilmore uh, mccordy all that stuff i know uh didn't patrick chung get like caught with like cocaine or meth <laughs> but
0: like so but uh
2: that. yeah so typical Patriots secondary they're always going to show up they're always going to give up a fight Patriots they have that winning mentality and they have uh uh coach Belichick so I don't think the Patriots are ever going to go away soon so that was a a game that really stood out to me because you know Cam Newton and it was just you know you always throughout the year you always see like Miami sneak a win past like the Bills or the Patriots yeah and uh this game definitely shows that there's a big separation between the two of the teams and uh, the Patriots aren't going away anytime soon. So mm-hmm. I know I kind of rambled, but that game <laughs> just had a lot of, you know, big, I think, you know, storylines and question marks and stuff to uh, uh, talk about. So Caleb, now, if you want to go on with your, your last game uh, uh, of, of week one. Uh,
1: so I think this the Jaguars game, in my opinion, was the biggest upset of the week. I uh, I don't think anybody saw the Jaguars sneaking a win out over the Colts, but um, they did. It was twenty-seven to twenty. Um, you know, Marlon Mack went down early, out for the season now. So you got Niam Hines, the second-year back at NC State, and Jonathan Taylor, the rookie out of uh, Wisconsin, I believe. Um, Hines seven carries, twenty-eight yards, but a tutty. So I mean, he didn't look terrible. He also led the team with eight receptions. So, uh, interesting there. But um, Jonathan Taylor, in my opinion, is going to be the back. I don't think they'll go with Hines. I, I think they actually announced that today, that he was going to be the number one on the, on the depth chart. But um, I really like what I'm seeing from him. You know, I've talked about him in a previous podcast. I think he's going to be a great back, future back for that team. Um. So, I mean, you know, prayers out to Marlon Mack. I hope speed your recovery and can come back full. But for the time being, I think Johnson Taylor is the move. I think he's going to have a great season. Uh, for the receiving end, Paris Campbell, uh, a name that was, you know, from the great class of last year's receivers, came out looked like the number one receiver, which is a little shocking to me considering they drafted Michael Pittman and he only had two receptions for 10 yards. And uh, Ty, I mean Ty, in my opinion, is the number one, but four receptions, fifty-three yards. I mean, a sluggish game, in my opinion, from Rivers. Also, I mean, he just didn't get it done. I, I think this might be the year that Rivers is officially gonna be washed. I don't, I don't think it's the season for him. Um, Brissett, I see percent coming in maybe week two, week three, this week or next week and taking back over the roll uh, just 36 for 36 uh, 36 for thir- 46 excuse me with two picks at uh, 363 i mean he threw for a lot but i don't know but their defense looked all right um Leonard five tackles somebody uh yeah whatever the defense is i right. but what i really want to talk about is Minshew. Minshew mania man 19 for 20, only 173 yards, but three touchdowns. Kid looked great, in my opinion. I know there's a little bit of argument that you know only 173 yards, but when you're that efficient, it's incredible to me. Um, you know, touchdowns went to Keenan Cole, Lavisca, which is uh, one of our good buddies. Loves Lavisca and DJ Chart, who I think will have a big season. Um, a little shocked that they didn't involve Eifert in the offense a little bit more, but it's whatever. Um, Miles Jack had a great game. Uh, CJ Henderson, the rookie, had his, a pick and five tackles. Andrew Wingard had an interception. And who had the other? Ones? Somebody else. Who's the last person? I don't know. I don't really give a fuck. Somebody else had an interception. Just know that. Maybe. Yeah,
0: I think the big thing with Minchu's game, he's very efficient, and uh, I think they were just kind of taking what the defense was giving him, you know, not too yeah. crazy, just, like, uh, taking big shots, you know. Um, I don't think that's necessarily Minchu's game, and I think he was just doing what he was uh, doing the best he could with what he was given. you know. I think a lot of people were expecting the Jaguars to, uh, you know, kind of tank this year once they yeah. got rid of four i think they i think but i still personally think that there's a solid team still they have they're going to be one of those teams that has that has hearts has heart you know they're going to go and they're going to shock some teams that you know people think uh that are just going to write them off um yeah, but I, yeah was I, definitely an interesting I, game i think a lot of people were shocked by it uh i saw philip rivers turn the ball over twice he was kind of it was kind of more so him just uh not getting rid of the ball when he should have, um, they could have been easily prevented. And I, that's kind of been a common occurrence uh, over the past few years with Phillip Rivers. So um, I hope he's done soon. I've never really been a big fan of him. I'd really like to see him groom uh, Jacob Eason, a guy that I, I like his arm talent. And I like his size and frame. So uh, hopefully he can learn uh, behind those two quarterbacks that they have there. And hopefully, I mean, maybe not start so much this year, but uh, get in the saddle and ready for next season to be uh, their starter. Um, But with that being said, we're going to move on to this week's hot performers. Um, For the New York football giants, I got Darius Slayton, big week. We talked about him as a sleeper, Uh, six receptions for 102 yards and two touchdowns um, on Monday night against the Steelers um he's he's looking like he's going to be that clear-cut number one there um you know he just looks sharp uh Daniel Jones and him had the connection last year and it's just going to keep carrying on to this year um so big game from Darius Slayton hopefully seeing more next week um this one is pretty obvious you know you always look for big numbers uh from this guy Devontae Adams uh against the Vikings Uh, The Vikings defense uh, this year isn't quite what it was last year. You know, they lost a lot of pieces. Um, They lost it. They got rid of Xavier Rhodes. I always thought he was overrated. He got shit on against good receivers. Uh, He holds a lot, too. It just doesn't always get called, but he's known for it. But, yeah, Devontae Adams, 14 catches, 156 yards, two touchdowns. Um, It may sound crazy, but I could see him literally doing that every single week. Um, Obviously, it won't happen, but – if it were to happen every single week, it would not surprise me. Um, the only one that's taken some type of looks away from him would be Mar- Marquez Valdez-Gantling, and that's that's a stretch, you know. You know when Rodgers is out there, he's looking to get the ball to Devontae. Um, worried about playing him next week. You know, hopefully he doesn't carve us up too bad. Um, but another one that I was kind of surprised, you know, uh, in that, Arizona Cardinals in 49ers game. Buda Baker, 19 tackles. I know he's kind of like the centerpiece of that defense. He's like uh, – he, he'll be a perennial pro bowler in – dude's just a stud. But 19 tackles on the stat sheet really impressed me. Um, and then the duo I was looking for this weekend, my guy Jamal Adams and my my boy Quandre Diggs. Uh, Jamal Adams, big game, 12, 12 tackles and a sack. Um, on the other side of him, Quandre Diggs with a big interception and four tackles. Uh, happy to see my guy Quandre get another uh, INT and have a, a great game against the Falcons. And uh, my last hot performer, I talked about, I've been talking about him every single one so far. Chase Young, four tackles, one and a half sacks, and he forced that fumble against uh, the Eagles to go on and later win that game, which was just pretty crazy to me. So. Uh, a big game from Chase Young, I expect it the rest of the year. You know, definitely the front runner who should win a Defensive Rookie of the Year. So, uh, Caleb or Canyon, which one of you guys want to take over your hot
2: performers of the week? And I kind of want to throw in, building off that Chase Young comment, I think if the Redskins want to rely on, you know, a certain position to kind of give them confidence throughout the year, it's that D-line. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deron Payne, uh, Jaron Re- Kerrigan, Jaron, Re- uh, Jaron Reed. It's just a bunch of big bodies that can move quick. They're good pass rushers. They fill up the lanes. Uh, Chase Young was phenomenal. You know, getting off the snap, he looked really quick and very impressive and very strong. Uh, so definitely if the Redskins are looking for something, you know, they need a turnover, they need, they need a break, it's that D-line that I think that's truly going to give, give, give them over the edge. Uh, so um, for my one of my top uh, performers, I'm gonna go with two actually uh, Al- former Alabama players. <laughs> uh, Caleb mentioned one, and Noah mentioned one. Josh Jacobs and Calvin Ridley. Uh, they were phenomenal, and I think they're gonna keep that up with just how their offense is is built. You know, Noah talked about with all the eyes on Julio, who's gonna be that next guy, and Uh, Ridley definitely answered that, you know, he had nine receptions for 75 or for 130 yards, my bad. And two receiving touchdowns. And I think with the Falcons, you know, I feel like they're always in that situation where it's a shootout. They have to throw the ball to kind of, they play catch up Uh, with, I've seen that several times with the saints, with the Seahawks. A lot of these teams, they always play catch up and they need to you know throw the ball to kind of get back in that game. And with all the eyes, obviously on Julio, big frame, quick, can catch the ball. Um, Ridley's going to get a lot more open space, a lot more, um, you know, throws at his way. So I think Ridley can definitely keep these numbers up. He was a top performer. He has good hands. He's quick. And a lot of Alabama, you know, coming out of Alabama, a lot of these wide receivers you see – from the Crimson Tide, they're great route runners. Uh, Amari Cooper, Judy is already considered one of the top ten route runners in the NFL, and he's only a rookie. Um, Ridley has that too, and I think he can if he keeps that up and you know shows Matt Ryan, who likes to throw the ball, that he can be a reliable receiver. Um, great things are going to come for him in the future. And then uh, Josh Jacobs, Caleb is very familiar with Josh Jacobs great, after Week J- One. I, I was giving him a lot of a lot of shit, but man, the kid can do it all. I I always believed in him. You know, he has a great story um, growing up, and Homeless. he just you know back at Alabama, he always just showed that he can. You know, put him in those situations and he'll get it done. He can catch the ball. He can you know get outside in the gaps. Uh, runs hard. He can, you know, go around you or he can go through you, and he's definitely a guy that you know. Week two goes going to play the Saints. Yeah, the Saints have are ranked uh, fourth in run defense. I think he can really get it done. Still, you know, they're on the. I think uh, it's Monday night and Vegas. They're they're the new stadium is opening, so. You know, bright lights. Everything's going to be on him. I think he's really going to perform and show out. He had in week one 25 rushing attempts for 93 yards, three touchdowns, and then four receptions for 46 yards. So, I mean, a running back that can do that, and an offense for the Raiders that still there's a lot of question marks at the right, wide receiver position. You know, Rugs, Caleb mentioned he had a good game, but he got he got banged up, and I know. I mean, who really after that, they have Hunter Renfro. Um, but there's no solid offensive threat for the Raiders. And I think Josh Jacobs is kind of stepping into that role and say, hey, I can get it done for you. So I'll, I'll go with those two as of right now. Caleb, you can sprinkle in some, and then I will go back. I have two more,
1: uh, one on the offensive side and one on the defensive side. Um, so, yeah, I strictly have offense. Um, I have three players for offense. Uh, starting off with the Thursday night game was Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, he looked really good to be a rookie running back. I, I, We talked about him before on the podcast, too. I think he's going to be a big thing. He hit 25 carries, 138 yards, and a touchdown against the Houston Texans defense. That's a big game. You know, first game of the year, it was nice to see that Chiefs high-power offense really click with a new member. It was, a, uh, you know, he – there are question marks about the running back position with Damian Williams opting out. Who's going to step up? Was it going to be Edward Layer? And all the question marks have went away, and he took home the title. He's going to be number one back, obviously, and uh, I think he blew expectations out of the water with that game. Yeah, uh, I
0: agree. I was only the only thing I was a little shocked with them that he, him getting as many carries as he did just with the no off season and how it went, uh, you know, you think that they let him in slow, but I mean, he had the hot hand. So why not keep giving him the ball? And he
1: just kept showing why, uh, why he was there to play. Uh, my next one, uh, shout out Ohio state. It's a great score to go to J.K. Dobbins. Uh, he only had 22 yards, but two touchdowns. I was, I was happy. You know, there's a little bit of a joke going on with, within our group and with J.K. Dobbins, uh the, And Ohio State. But I was thoroughly impressed, you know, another rookie running back and high power to another high-power offense just gives Lamar another weapon to, you know, potentially throw to or hand it off if need be. But um, I was really happy with how he played, too, and he plays the Texans next week. So maybe we'll see another rookie running back light up that Texans defense. But um, And the last person – uh my favorite quarterback's number one receiver, Jameson Crowder. So
2: Dan <laughs> Arnold,
1: you know, pretty shitty first game. But <laughs> it'll be he'll you know, he'll be back to his M V P caliber next next week. But uh Jameson Crowder had seven receptions, hundred and fifteen yards and a tutty. Um I think he I read that he had a sixty six yarder. I didn't watch the game, but I think he had a sixty six yarder. So I mean He looked like he might be the only bright spot on the offense. Le'Veon, I think he's
0: on IR now.
1: Yeah, IR, he's (laughs) backed up now. Darnold didn't look like everybody was hoping he would look like. So, sorry, Jets fans. Uh, This might – Jameson Crowder might be your only bright spot on your offense. Caleb,
2: Caleb, I want to ask you. So, you said, you know, coming week two, Darnold's going to be back in that MVP Uh form. Are are you saying that he's going to come back in MVP form against the 49ers? Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, the only th- okay, I I'm not I'm not sipping the Kool-Aid
0: that Caleb is, but um there is a chance he could take up uh take a little advantage of uh, the slightly banged up 49ers defense. Uh I know they aren't they aren't 100%, but um I'm not quite on the Kool-Aid the MVP Kool-Aid of uh, Sam Darnold like Caleb. <laughs> I'm
1: telling you. Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, back to Canyon with your final two. Okay, yeah. So,
2: one of my guys is kind of a, I mean, I guess you could say, like, no name. I mean, not a lot of people knew. I, I know, I'm like, fantasy football-wise, he was, like, one of the most, like, top picked up people. And card-wise, I honestly don't know if he has a lot of cards. And that's uh, uh, the Rams running back, Malcolm Brown. Uh, With Gurley leaving, people saying, oh, Darrell Henderson, and oh, they drafted Cam Akers, which Cam Akers did get a lot of reps, a lot of snaps. Malcolm Brown kind of really arose to the scene, and not necessarily a great game, but I mean, 18 uh, rushing attempts, 79 yards, 2 touchdowns, 3 receptions for 31 yards, uh, over 100 yards and uh, overall offense for him, that's a solid a solid stat line and uh, something you can really build off for the Rams because uh, with with uh, Cooks leaving, you know, Cooper Cup, I mentioned one of my sleepers was Tyler Higby. Uh, you know, they have Robert Woods. And the running back, you, you just don't know who's going to be there for them when they can hand the ball off to you. And I think Brown is kind of – he's one of those guys. Running backs are – our position, yes, they, they get – They're know, you replaceable. Of, uh, teams, yes, yes. You know, you see a lot of teams um, have a, a three running back committee or a two running back committee, and that's just because if you have – if you have three running backs that can run hard, that can get the job done, play them all. You know, keep those legs fresh. And I think that's what the Rams are going to start doing with Cam Akers and now Malcolm Brown kind of – I don't even know if Malcolm Brown was drafted – this is kind of poor uh, research on my end, but the dude, if he, I know last year he kind of came into the scene and if he can keep that up for the Rams and show that they can have a a running back committee with Henderson Akers and uh, uh, Malcolm Brown, I think the Rams offense could kind of take that step in uh, with a lot of people questioning, you know, where does Jared Goff stand now with the kind of a rough uh, last year I think this, this offensive help can really, you know, show him confidence that he can have and kind of help that, that Rams offense. So there's my offensive guy. And then for defense is uh, my lone defensive uh, player that stood out was uh, Jahir Alexander. He had a safety and an INT. And he's just, he's a, a guy, he's just a dog. You know, when you're a corner, you gotta be a dog. You gotta have that. Not a, not a big ego, but, you got to kind of be cocky. You know, you got to have confidence in yourself that you can lock down anybody. And I think that really, you know, comes with him. And the Packers, that for a while now, they they always had question marks with uh, their corners. You know, they drafted a uh, uh, Iowa guy, Joshua Jackson. He hasn't really panned out. He didn't pan out. Kevin King uh, didn't pan out. Uh, Randall, uh, he's no longer with the Packers. You know, th- their secondary is kind of after what they used to have, you know, with Morgan Burnett and, and a company, he's Jair Alexander's kind of taking that step and being that leader for the secondary that green Bay needs. So I, I really liked his week one, you know, getting the safety, getting 90 that's, that's hard to do. There's, there's a reason you don't see, you don't look at stats at the end of the year and see corners with, you know, 10 plus INTs because it's a hard job mm-hmm. and he's guarding the number one receiver on every team. Yeah. Every week in, week he out touched on uh, Malcolm Brown um he was he's one of those guys like
0: obviously with the later draft picks they're in pretty limited products you know he's got his like college stuff but he wasn't really in much outside of he was in contenders he was in tops chrome news in prism um from what i just glanced at uh you didn't i didn't really see like a bit any really price jumps maybe just some of his cards selling you know for a couple dollars yeah um but like Kenny said, that performance is just enough to, you know, start uh, igniting those sales, you know, pr- getting those cards on eBay, just priming him, priming it ready for if he does pop off and does have like over a 100 and like a touchdown or two, um, just stuff like that. You know, guys that are uh, showed you promise that you may have just sitting around and stuff like that, um, you know, definitely making it so like you will maybe pull them out of a box, you know and just sitting there like, oh, this guy's not worth this right now because there's going to be a lot of guys like that this year, I think, um, that'll be pretty – that will that are going to come out of the waterworks that uh maybe not so much that are, like, second-year guys, but maybe that have been in the league
2: for a little bit, that you can uh, wipe the – you know, brush the
0: dust off their cards and, you know, pop them on eBay.
2: Yeah, and kind of going – taking a card approach, you know, one thing you've always taught me, Noah, uh, is keep those – shitty contenders autos Mm -hmm. and keep those shitty prisms you know rookies keep those shitty prism uh silvers autos put those in a box stash them and then when guys like malcolm brown when guys like naheem hines when all these guys kind of have one big game that's all you Mm -hmm. need and especially with the way this market yeah that's
0: how it's always been you know uh, the skill position players are always, you know, it's it's performance based. You know, you can yeah. you can build up hype on guys like everywhere, but it's nothing like the quarterback hype before the quarterback plays. Not even close.
1: Yeah. And to add on the uh, Malcolm Brown undrafted in twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think he was drafted, and it,
2: you know. Without a preseason this year, we didn't we didn't really have a kind of a glance at you know these third strings, these second strings, guys that won't get a lot of reps, and now going right into the regular season. Yeah, the, you um, miss out on those guys that show you like
0: the real grit uh, the east that they had. East. Used, yeah, to make the teams. Like uh, I know he was big here. I couldn't stand him, but Zach Zenner, guys like that, you know, people that become that slowly <laughs> develop into like a fan favorite type uh, coming out of camp. So. You yeah. missed out on that this year, but I think it leaves room for a lot of those guys, you know, to maybe make
2: the make their mark on the big stage.
0: Yeah.
2: And a, a kind of a question before Noah, I know you might have a, a few more um, top players a week one. I kind of just want to talk about, you know, without preseason. Do you guys think? I, I think we we're already seeing a lot of injuries you come see. up. Do you think like without this preseason, it's going to be you know in the Super Bowl? The two healthiest teams, like the two teams that can stay healthy? Um, yes, yes and no. I think it depends who goes down
0: where and when. Um, you know, injuries have always been a thing. I just you know, I think that teams are gonna be a little bit more cautious. I know they can take advantage of the way the injured reserve is, because normally the in- injured reserve was a lot longer. Um, it's only six weeks they have to be on it this year. As oh. uh, opposed to what I, I think it was eight plus or something yeah, like that Eight last year, at least eight. So that helps them, you know, a guy that you want healthy down the stretch. You know, you toss him on IR and he'll be good to come back this year. You know, they're not done for the year. Um, so I think teams are going to definitely take advantage of that. And I think uh, I think teams are going to be able it's it's kind of got like a basketball feel to me. Where you know a guy's maybe not 100%, so they could give him a week off if need be. You know, um, I think the 49ers are definitely looking into it with uh George Kittle. I know he had the uh, uh, he bothered his knee, um, and then he came back and played on it. But with guys like that, you know, you, you just want to monitor, monitor them the best you can because you know, down the stretch, that's who you're going to want to get the your your team the ball. You want to get that guy the ball at the end of the day, so. It's kind of like just how teams are going to handle their injuries, you know. Yeah, I agree. I think- not not rushing a guy back too fast if he doesn't need to be.
1: Yeah, and
2: I think like one of the top guys that came to mind for me was Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't want to say top five, I don't want to say top three, but a top ten wide receiver, and he goes down for the Saints. You know, the a big target for Drew Brees. The probably I mean now they have Emmanuel Sanders, Alvin Kamara. They're but,
0: actually both you uh, know. I, I read today that uh both of them
2: uh, were not at practice today.
0: Uh they didn't have like the full rundown. I didn't catch what happened with uh Emmanuel Sanders, but
2: I know him and Michael Thomas both didn't practice today. Oh so yeah, so you know seeing these teams I, I had the Saints. They were my Super Bowl prediction and Michael Thomas being a big offensive threat for them. You're going to see, I think you're going to see, you know, take it easy. Make sure you don't hurt them even more than they already are hurt. Kind of take it easy. Like you said, take that week off. Get back to 110%, not just 100%, get back to 110% and uh, make sure you're ready to go, especially when you're a a playoff team like the Saints, 49ers, uh, teams
1: like that. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, I, uh, Michael Thomas going down, that's really going to hurt that team. It's I mean, you have Jared Cook at tight end, who I guess you could target, but is it Tommy Lee Lewis? Is that the other?
0: I think they'll be okay. I think morally it's a big hit, um, but that offense is uh, a big, big play offense, and they do have other weapons. You know, They do have that two-headed monster backfield with uh, Latavius Murray, who's a nice complimentary back to Alvin Kamara. Um, I still think they'll be able to get the get get the games done. It's just you know, obviously if they don't have both uh, Emmanuel and Michael Thomas, they'll run into more problems. But as a whole, I think they could go without Michael Thomas for a bit. But he'll definitely you can definitely see the teams, saw uh, that'll miss the team will miss him. It's similar to like the Detroit Lions not having Kenny G this week. You know, the offense did run pretty solid, but you know. We us at home were like, man, you know, we really wish we had this guy on the field. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think with that, we're gonna move on to uh mosaic football. Oof. Um. You know, it's been the talk of the week with us. You know, oh. <laughs> hopefully this weekend. Uh. I mean, we've been watching breaks of it all, all ever since release. You know, every night. Uh, like, stop! We're watching them. <laughs> I know. The stuff's uh, stuff's insane. I said it to a bunch of people. You know. I feel like mosaic football mosaic was meant for football uh, opposed to basketball. You know, me just watching some of these cards come out with football opposed to basketball, it just kind of like it, it makes sense. You know, um, just the way some of these cards look. Uh, the big ones, one of the big ones, you know, the stained glass cards. Uh, they implemented. They've they've been doing them in prism and stuff like that for a long time, but the this I think it it's more resemblance of. Stained glass artwork, you know, yeah, with the mosaic uh finish to it, and I think they look great. Uh, I wish the checklist was a little bit bigger, I mean, I guess that could make me seem like a a little greedy because I mean, 10 guys is a solid checklist for an insert set. Um, but yeah, I really love those cars they they did a great job with them. Um, and there's a couple insert sets that I do enjoy a lot this year. And some of the players they put in, I have a list of them that I'm really excited to see um, in the product this year. I think they did a great job with that. I wish they could have added a couple other guys uh, just because they were on the path of the guys they were adding. Um, But another set, I haven't seen much of it pulled. I don't know if it's like a retail exclusive set, but uh, the Touchdown Masters, just like the Jam Masters in basketball, I really enjoyed that set. Um, I was was, uh, just looking at it, you know. I saw it, and I didn't even know it was the set. That's, I mean, I guess it might just be because it's retail. I could be wrong. But I've watched cases upon cases, and I haven't seen any in Hobby, at least. Um, cool. So I like that insert set a lot. Um, I don't know if you guys have any like other sets or
1: anything you like uh, about it. Uh, um, the Cinebook is amazing. amazing. I, uh, I've been a, they haven't been basketball, and they look pretty similar, but I... I think that looks amazing. And the men of Street. I know McCaffrey has one of those. A very clean looking insert set. I uh, so those two and uh, the montage. I think the montage. Yep.
0: yep. I like the montage a lot as well. I Especially think it the looks
1: parallel. Shoulders better than what it does in basketball.
2: Um, For me, I really like, not necessarily like a certain set, but I love the white parallel. Yep. Out of I have that as well. You know. You know, for you two, a Calvin Johnson white or a oh. CJ, or CJ, Christian McCaffrey white, yes. those cards just, there's just something about, you know, color on color, uh, color team on, on color. It's just, it's just a beautiful card, really pops. I know I'm looking for a Henry Ruggs uh, with the Raiders, the black, silver, and white. I think that will really pop. Um and I also like, you know, Troy Polamalu. Being a Steelers fan, mm-hmm. you don't see a lot of Troy Polamalu cards. Yeah, I mean, here and there, maybe when he was in the league. But you know, bringing them back to a, a sick design like mosaic yeah. is uh, is 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 nice to see as a fan. Nice to see as a as a as a collector. You know, a lot of people, I get, make your money where where the money is. You know, you can go mm-hmm. out, resell mosaic, make your money off that, but. This is another product. It's just fun. To, it looks just fun to Yeah, rip. and it's it's I mean, so yeah.
0: collectible. Uh, it looks great. Um, I have a like like I said, they brought some solid guys to the set. Um, I just think they dropped the ball a bit. Uh, with parallels, um, we talked about it because we all like the the fluorescence in basketball. You know, the blue fluorescence would look killer with some of these teams. The orange fluorescence would look killer with the Broncos and stuff like that to that sort, even the Browns. Um, the just drop the ball with some of those colors that they could have used for parallels. Um, that would have made this product even fucking more nuts. Um, <laughs> I was just, uh, I was real happy to see Jeff Saturday uh, in the checklist. Uh, I saw someone pull the blue Jeff Saturday and I was like, I got to get that card one day. I mean it's obviously not a big card by any means, but just something I appreciate maybe a little bit more um than a lot of people. Uh young Noah and young Caleb back in the day. Um we tweeted at Panini, you know, more cards for linemen. We started we started the movement. Yes, sir. Uh, at least we want to believe we did, but you know, you know, we Ever- believe it, so you should believe was, it too. It's, yeah. It's happened. Yeah. Um but, yeah, Jeff Saturday, another sweet one, Chris Jones uh, from KC. Dude's an absolute man beast uh, in the trenches. So another nice lineman to have some super sick cards as well. A nice red would look sick with him. Um, Michigan boy, Charles Woodson. Always nice seeing Charles Woodson in newer stuff, uh, especially with the collectability and the parallels and stuff. Uh, it would be great for uh, the people that love Charles Woodson like myself. And uh, one of my personal favorites of uh, all time, Dwight Freeney. I was happy to see Dwight Freeney in the set. Uh, A lot of people know me that uh, one of my bucket list cards, I mean, it's not a huge card, but uh, Dwight Freeney, Contenders Auto, Rookie Auto is definitely on there. So I hope to pick one of those up someday. But I really love the insert sets. I really like the way they look this year and just the players they added uh, is pretty sweet as
1: well. I want to add a couple of those players. As a Panther fan, it's really nice seeing Kevin Green in a Panthers uniform. You don't see hardly any Panther cards. And he was such a key, you know, in the early years of our team. He was such a key player. And mm-hmm. so, to have him in a Panther uniform this year in a nice set like that, I'm really excited to collect some of those. And uh, Peppers is in the set. You can't go wrong with J-Pep. The blue, uh, I believe he's in a black uniform. No, I can't wait until I'm the black gets hit. I just want to see what it looks like. I think it'll look amazing. And uh, Teddy Bridgewater, being in the Panthers uniform, photoshopped in this one, it'll look great. Um, and my, my personal favorite is Brian Burns is in this set. Nice. I'm gonna go after a bunch of Brian Burns stuff in the set. But yeah, I was I like Noah said Jeff Saturday. Me and Noah have always been fans of offensive lineman cards, so I was really happy to see that. I let, Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, uh, another thing that I just want to touch on, you know, uh, with them dropping the ball on the parallels and stuff, I was really bummed to see a lot of the top defensive players in the draft were, uh, not Photoshopped and I get it, but I don't get it. You know, obviously you're not going to get everything, uh, uh, the way we want it. But, you know, I would have liked to see, you know, all the top picks, you know. Yeah. At least at least the first rounders get photoshopped. I'm happy they at least got Chase Young yeah. um with that. Oh. And um so that was a plus. I don't it's not gonna affect me, you know, uh still like trying to get Jeff Okuda stuff. But um, you know, definitely
2: drop the ball there. And uh, one thing I wanted to kind of going off that, that college uni um, last night, there was a white of Derek Brown uh, first, uh, first pick for the Panthers. And I was like, yo, Caleb, you need a bid on this card. This thing's nasty. It's a white out of 25. And he was in an Auburn, Auburn uniform. And Caleb was like, yeah, I would have bought that card. Yeah. It was, it was just at a I sick price, but, but yeah, you put a bit on it, but like, it's just like, it would
1: you have know, been much higher oh yeah it, i think it ended at 17 I, my my max was 10 if it would have been Unity, i would've been willing to pay 25
2: mhm mm-hmm. and you know for for noah the steelers don't have uh they have chase claypool and anthony mcfarland so they don't have to really worry about the defense but for like mm-hmm. noah you know Noah's a big uh, akuda guy and uh having akuda in a in an ohio state uniform just takes away, you know, that, that look on some of those parallels w- with the blue, uh, with the white, it just kind of takes away how, how eye appealing uh, they actually are. And Noah's showing some mosaic right now uh, and a white was just, yeah, it, it was, uh, was that, in the same pack a white Kirk Cousins out of 25 and a uh, Lamar Jackson stained glass. Wow. See, see, that's just the thing. It's, it's just so there's so many different parallels, so many different colors that, you know, even one pack will give you great value. Probably, you know, I yeah, and, and I know just like one of the big this guy. pack alone,
0: I think I saw another guy that was like I I kinda like that he's in the set, you know, Warren Sapp, another cool guy, you know. Yeah. Those early two thousand guys, I think it's like beneficial to the hobby almost for just collectors aspect obviously you know the flippers don't give a shit about that type of stuff but seeing guys and stuff like that coming uh into products more just some you know yeah. guys you love watched loved watching as a kid you know um Tony being in products again that. yeah tony gonzalez another one uh randy Plus, yeah charles tillman's in it as well that's ooh, another cool one So, just stuff like that, I think they did a great job. Obviously, there there was flaws in the product, uh, (laughs) but that's how it is with everything. You know, it's Panini. They're not going to be perfect, but they did a real good job with this stuff.
1: I just want to add in. I'm just looking through the checklist right now. Donovan McNabb, Brian Dawkins, just guys you don't see cards of. It's like – Yeah, and another thing is uh, – Marshawn Light.
0: I like it, but it's kind of a product almost tailored towards like a guy like me because I've been such a big guy in collecting defensive players. And there's been, they're just branching more parallels and stuff. It just gives more parallels for defensive players because before this, all you really got out of defensive players was like maybe some score numbered cards. Yeah. But this gives me you know refractors silvers all kinds of stuff to just chase the guys i like like another guy uh that i'm really fond of is bobby wagner so seeing him in this it's just like gives it gives more more
2: out to collecting uh, a lot of stuff ooh yeah and kind of going off you know you said you we the you know the college uni isn't really ideal but another thing i've noticed is you know with everything that you love there's always you got to find a negative out of something a lot of those cards they look like they have like fingernails there i've seen like some justin herberts where it looks like like somebody literally just dug their fingernail into the card right there's a giant scratch and that you know know it. we were talking about on the uh, last week's podcast how uh you know they usually hit the ball with one and kind of struggle with the other and mosaic basketball was rough with the surface with the quality control and I wouldn't say football is as bad. I haven't really seen it. As yeah, yet. I, it'll oh. come down to
0: seeing it in hand because I, I, mm-hmm. I, I've been through a bunch of mosaic basketball, um, in terms of just, uh, you know, examining them for people's grading and stuff like that. Just, just looking over, you know, uh, grading review for other people. So, uh, you know, uh, I haven't seen much of it, but I'm interested to see if it's as bad as basketball was.
1: And final just talking about the checklist. Uh Taysom Hill has cards in the set. And uh, <laughs> there's, I there's a love hit relationship with Taysom Hill. I personally don't like him, but Saints fans are probably very happy that he's gonna have nice collectible, you know, refractors and parallels for him. And another player is Tiki Barber. I Yeah, that's, that's a cool one. And, uh, the list goes on. Yeah, what? Yeah, like the I list said, list great checklist. on. It's and amazing to see so yeah with this list
0: um yeah i think we're probably gonna wrap it up uh but you know great week one uh kind of a subpar uh thursday night game you know uh it got a little hot towards the end uh closer in score uh i think joe barrow still looks uh solid the Bengals kind of are really shit uh <laughs> at least on the offensive side of the ball um You know, it was good for the Browns to get that win, you know, helping out Baker's morale and stuff like that. Um, But, yeah, great week one of football. Mosaic football's drop has been really impressive with a bunch of awesome cards. You know, it's been great to see. Um, Hoping for an even better week, too. Um, I know we're excited for this weekend. Um, You know, uh, we were happy that we got we could all get together on this podcast. Like I said, I had several people, you know, hitting me up. Like, when's the next one dropping? Are you guys dropping yet? You know, my man finally got together. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, my cousin, my uncle, they're like, yeah, we listen to this at work. So shout out to all you guys for all the support, as always. You know, um, if you guys ever got any ideas or questions for us, you know, we'll always answer them. Uh, anytime you got an idea for even a whole podcast, you know, we're open to the idea. Um you know uh, we're always looking for ideas we try to keep it as fresh as possible um so yeah uh if you guys want to touch on anything before we uh sign off
2: yeah um i kind of i don't want to give a spoiler but look out for next episode uh we're in the talks with a very uh, next episode is going to be a mostly dominant a card talk um episode and we're bringing on a guest who is very well-known in the card community, hopefully.
0: Yeah, Uh, I just got
2: to talk to him. mm -hmm.
0: The plan is the –
2: if it's not the next one,
0: it's definitely in the near future. Uh, We have uh, big plans with someone real big uh, in the card community world, you know, that we look up to, and it's just an overall
2: great guy. And then um, lastly, just a quick question. It just came up, popped in my mind when we were talking about Mosaic. If there's one card each of you guys, like – if you had money you know falling out of your pockets if there's one mosaic card parallel auto whatever what's that one card that you want right now for me it's that henry reso. ruggs pc white card. Or
1: reso um
2: just a just a card okay, so a card that you'll keep forever for me it's the henry ruggs white out of 25 for you guys
0: i think i want one card i think i want the chase young the debut white one because he's in the white jersey in the, the with the white parallel at 25, that card
1: would be hot. I want okay, either the white McCaffrey, or I don't know why I like it so much, but a black and gold teddy out of eight. Okay, I don't know. I saw one hit last night, not a teddy, but a black gold, and I I love the look of it. Mm-hmm. I think it's not a color okay. match or anything, it just looked cool yeah all right now, that's a, that, i just wanted to ask
2: that because that kind of got me thinking uh with all these different kind of you know retail choice uh hobby all these different kind of uh boxes coming out i just wanted to know what you guys
1: were were thinking so that's all i got <laughs> yeah um i don't really have anything to add on either That's a great final question but
0: yeah well yeah we love making these guys so uh as long as you guys are listening, I mean, even if you don't listen, I think we kind of all enjoy just putting these together, Um, you know, just chopping it up and uh, talking sports and cards with each other. Um, But yeah, the last episode had some great responses and uh, did really well. We had a lot more listeners than uh, I kind of anticipated. So it was, it was real nice. And I think we're going to end it there. Uh, Episode four is on, is on the way soon. And, uh, I'd like to finish it and say, invest in Emmanuel Lewis.